1: Hello, everybody. Welcome. It is episode 16 of One on One with Darrell Lawrence, Yours truly. And here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. And with me today, I have one of my guys, man. Like he is one of the guys that I looked up to in this industry. And it's okay to look up to people in this industry, y'all. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. And somebody who grinds and does their thing uh, better than anybody else out there. And that's my man, Maceo Hurd from uh, The Crush, one half of the co- of, co-founders of co of The Crush uh, Network down in Atlanta, Georgia. Maceo, what's up, my friend? Steve, hey, man, listen. <laughs> um, pleasure, man, to be chopping it up with you, man.
2: Uh, you, you're my connect to uh, Natasha Cloud. You are already- <laughs>
1: <laughs> i I'm here for you, brother. I'm what's here happening? for you. <laughs> I'm doing good, man. And like I said, I, I'm glad to have you on, man. It's an absolute pleasure uh you guys have been killing things for a while down there in atl and i i've been watching from afar and just been admiring the hard work that you and my man uh glaze have been doing and of course glaze will be on the next episode so this is the first half of the crush team and, I, and i'm glad to have you on brother mutual really baby <laughs> okay. well of course we got to start off, ladies and gentlemen with the check-in so i want to check in with you man how's your family doing during covid how's everything just how you handle and navigating during covid we have everything going on with the racial tension in the country just in general man how are you doing how your family how you handle everything that's been going on
2: man everybody good around here um i'm i'm considered essential work so we <laughs> <laughs> gonna skip the beat uh Family good. Listen, we we believe everything. We don't think this is a hoax. We're following all protocols big time. Uh, I'm always masked up every chance I get, uh, you know, with it. Atlanta, we seem to be the hub for, for a lot of stuff lately. <laughs> <laughs> Whether, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter movement that I think yesterday was like day 31 and I saw what somebody was like, this may have, yesterday may have been the first day that it wasn't a planned protest that people knew about. But uh you know, we keep hearing these stories about our numbers spiking, of course our governor uh he decided to kind of open up a little too soon. And so you know, now we're <laughs> we're paying the price and it seems like we might go on punishment again. So we
1: we're, we're... <laughs> well you know it's funny, my governor uh got criticized for being too cautious and so you know like he it almost like they had to force him into like kind of opening up more a little bit earlier than he had and you know uh being a part of a, a state you know a red state uh so it's kind of like the, the pressure was coming from above uh, and you can tell like he was trying to be cool he got a little slick with the president once or twice and i'm like oh okay now governor calm down a little bit but uh he he definitely tried to um you know keep you know keep things but uh, you can tell that there was pressure going on in there so We're going, potentially going into phase three on July the 1st. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's it's definitely been wild times around here, and uh, it's been a wild couple of months, but hopefully we're going to get sports back here soon. And, you know, for you, my friend, like, how did it all start? Like, when you were young and you said, man, you knew that moment that you fell in love with sports. What was that moment like for you when you knew "This this this is life for me? Man, listen, sports was always my
2: life. Um, everything in my life is basically tied to sports. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would clean my room so we'd go outside to play. Uh, on Saturday mornings during recreation, uh, when we were growing up, if you didn't have your chores done, anything, you weren't gonna play that ball game. Right. So everything with me was sports related. Uh, my dad, ultra competitive guy who kind of gave me the ropes i got uncles who listen when your dad then poking poke and prod you your uncles they got you into it so just everything was competitive in the household in the family i mean we competed with grays we competed with who would go get the, the mail fast you know <laughs> all things. So we've always man. sports has always just been not dna man it's the fabric of what we do
1: yeah I, and, and that's the thing man i remember i me and my best friend uh my man daryl jones uh, we the fr- longest friend in the world when we were kids we used to go outside this may sound crazy but we used to go outside and find tree branches that looked like Basketball hoops, you know, like they would be long enough to where you can dunk on them and make it look like it was a breakaway. We did that. We drew, we would walk around our neighborhood and like, there's a good one, and we're out here trying to. You know, we're out Get here up. trying to. we we're, we're out here trying to jam and test our, our our strength. So you know, when you're you know, being from the country, you know, making up games was like primer, You had to do that thing down there. <laughs> Big yes. <laughs> oh, my God, I remember this. It was just so many good games back, you know, back in the day. But, you know, I mean, that's for me, it's just, you know, that's where my love of sports came from, just, yeah. just finding ways to make games in the backyard, sticks and tennis balls for uh, for baseball, the whole nine yards. That's <laughs>
2: it.
1: Now, you know, of course, you and your man Glaze have been, um, Emmanuel, have been doing, you know, big things with The Crush for, all, you know, a while now. But Thank what gave you that bug to get into, to sports journalism, you know, like when you, when did you know, I'm like, man, it's time for me to be that radio personality. You know, I've seen you talk to some of the biggest names, the Michael Vicks, you know, uh, you know, some of the biggest names in the WNBA, some of the, you know, uh, you know, I've seen Dominique Wilkins, you you guys have done a little bit of everything on there. So like, how did you get into sports journalism? And is that something you've always wanted to do or you just, it just, it fell into your lap? This, this, this what, this was crazy, so, I
2: coached high school sports for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally got to that point where the love, love the kids. Let's get that straight. Love the kids. Right. Hated the parents almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hated and when I say that, listen, okay, didn't hate the parents, but yeah, okay, I did. I did. I hate the parents. Well,
1: hey, that's because they try to coach from the stands, and that's.
2: <laughs> that, but, I didn't. That part of it didn't bother me. Uh-huh. It bothered me when it was time for the recruiting process mm-hmm. for the. And of course, every parent has rose-colored glasses on about their child. Everybody, child supposed to go to Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, mm-hmm. all power high schools when that's just not the case. Right. So the the last year I coached, we had a group of parents of. Uh, well, for the most part, that group of parents they were pretty good. But we had two or three outstanding parents who just didn't—they couldn't get through their thick skulls that their child didn't <laughs> have a at those levels that they wanted. Now right. they were good at some of these other schools. Oh, and let's mix in—they didn't have any grades. That's a factor, right? And you had another uh, section of those kids who really didn't want to leave. The state, so so you think you're going to take a Georgia? Nah, probably not gonna happen. So, what I ended up doing was, uh, like, you know what, it's time for me to uh switch gears, mm-hmm. but I can still, I want to stay connected to sport because again, I, I love sports. I always had the desire to want to get out, meet, uh, different athletes talk to different athletes and, and kind of do it from a perspective that we don't see on TV right. or how they don't our athletes in my opinion don't get covered the way that they should be covered so that's kind of where my thing was like okay you know what I'm gonna try this and what I'm going to do I'm gonna leverage the relationship that I've already had through coaching through playing just through being from the city and hey uh Emmanuel and I, one of the, my last year coaching, Emmanuel, we actually lost to the high school that he was working at. Mm-hmm. So I had not seen Emmanuel since college. Right. And he was, you know, he had he had a funny joke uh, about us uh, as I was heading up to the booth. And then when we came back down, we lost the game and then he mm-hmm. had another boy come in. So I cussed him out, I cussed him out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's how reconnected and then found out that he was already kind of doing a show but he couldn't get anybody to show up to do the show so i was like you have the format dude i got
1: the people
0: Mm -hmm.
1: mesh this thing up and that's how we developed oh that's crazy that's and that's so that's a good deal man like it's i think like that mentality that you have of you know, giving the athletes a different perspective. And I think that why, if you look at it, I think a lot of athletes are starting to see that there are people out here that are gonna give them the true perspective and not try to like run them over or try to make them look bad or try to get that pop or the, you know, Skip Bayless of the world who are always trashing LeBron just because you need to make yourself look good. You know, I, I mean, and that's not what, our style of journalism is about. We want to see right. the positive side. You know, Raphael said it on an earlier episode. He said that's the same reason why he got into it. He hated how, um, you know, he he hated how that you know athletes were getting covered. Um, I had uh hurt from the Carolina Blitz on here. She said the exact same thing, and I guess the notion that I get from us in the industry—we're tired of seeing our athletes getting pummeled when they're good, most of not, they're not all bad. They're good people, but they get a bad look all the time. Right. And so I think that's, uh, that's a good feeling to know that, you know, there's a nice group of us out there trying to make a change in that and-
0: Do it the right way.
1: And do it the right way. Now, uh, of course, you know, you said you met, uh, Emmanuel, when you were in college and that was down at Morris Brown uh if i'm not mistaken and so how important was that hbcu experience for you um you know getting into where you are now and just you know and has developed you as a person listen it it was everything as a hbcu
2: athlete the one thing you're going to learn as well as a hbcu student period the one word that you're going to learn is patience right (laughs) through registration through uh your scholarship information through uh hey we don't have the uniforms or the budget that these wow. other have so you know that it it taught you so much about listen you're gonna get there you might not get there at the pace you want to get there but if you just stay grounded right keep working you're going to get to where you're going and, and that's one of the biggest lessons that I took from uh, the HBCU experience because I had guys uh, classmates who played uh, major college football. Some never touched the field. Right. Some two or three times, and they don't have the stories. When so, if if we're all around, our HBCU stories are much better than their <laughs> WI stories. Now they they got, uh, you know how they were fed. Year, but hey, man, you, you ain't got no good stories. Like y'all couldn't come to Freaknik. Me. I mean, come on, dude.
1: <laughs> hey, you you got to be able to come to Freaknik. You can't. You can't go <laughs> to Freaknik. <me> you <laughs> what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I know that that had to be tough. I mean, you know, um, I got in the Virginia Union. I think one of the biggest regrets uh, that I had is not being able to take that opportunity and uh, go to the HBCU because I got in the Union, Virginia Union, and I had the opportunity, got the scholarship and i went i ended up going to vcu for a while um up here in richmond and i yeah. uh, really really wish that i had taken that leap you know and i got a good friend of mine who I had in the last episode Derek coles who had a phenomenal uh experience with hbcu and mm-hmm. you know it's never too late you know they say it's never no. too late but i mean it's Maybe just something that i i may have to i may have to make that leap <laughs> i may have to make that leap the the crate like i say, the thing about the HBCU
2: experience, and, and I and I tell everybody this, you forge these bonds that are like so crazy because we all go through like we were all in that same struggle. So the sixty-five to eighty guys that were like my college teammates, right. for the most, part, we all keep in touch. And now with social media, the guys in Miami. I'm still cool with the guys out in Cali, you know, saw one of my teammates today. Uh, he just had surgery, he's out in Colorado. And listen, we all went through the struggle and for the most part, all of us are thriving because of that patience piece, right. you know. Everything wasn't handed to us. We had to earn every bit of it. So for me, getting into this industry, and listen, we knew, we, we knew it was gonna be a climb because we didn't have the, we didn't have the context or so we didn't we didn't major in communication so we're doing this a little different
1: from everybody
2: else but hey we're gonna work it out we're gonna find a way
1: <laughs> that's awesome bro I, you're right i mean you can persevere and i i got full faith that you know, you can tell that the the strong bonds and everything have, that that people get from HBCUs just take you to a different level. It just feels okay. like it's like it's like I want to say it's almost like one big fraternity almost compared to you go to different colleges. You got to go, and then I know they have separate fraternities at these schools, uh, every school. But it, it this is that's different when you hear like, oh yeah, I went to Hampton, or I went, you know, mm-hmm. I went here, I went to North Carolina at TNT, and and you can just it's a different vibe. So, badge, badge. Then, right, right, it's a badge of honor. So I mean, that, that's a pretty good deal. All right, Maceo, now it's time for my favorite segment of the show. It is time for Quick World. you Are you ready, sir?
2: Let's go. All right,
1: all right. So we're going to start this off. I actually got quite a few for you. Now, you might have the most I've ever done. I just had a feeling I had to give you a couple. So I'm going to get you, uh, uh, um, I don't know. I just, I just had a feeling I had to give you a couple more. I don't know why. I just uh, you You were the guy I had to give. Are you ready? Uh-huh.
2: I'm extra.
1: I'm extra. <laughs> All right. First one, best quality about E Glaze. The best quality about E
2: Glaze, his professionalism and his organization.
1: Right. We wouldn't get stuff done without him. That's amazing. I and I mean you can tell that the guy is just he's top notch. There's yeah. no, there's nothing yeah. there's nothing uh, I guess you could say there's nothing bad that I can say about my man. I mean you can see it in everything yeah. he does. Uh, you know, with his, uh, is it, I believe he's a non-profit, correct? Yeah, it was yep. a nonprofit, profit and he, you can just see everything he does from beginning to end, and I just, oh, he, he's good people. All right, well, no, don't worry, because <laughs> I'm going I'm to hit him up with the same question. We're going to see if he, <laughs> what he got. All right, next one, Dak Prescott, is he worth the money?
2: Yes, and he is because you're not going to go back into the draft right. and gamble. And get a fourth rounder. Jerry Jones, I always remember this. You wanted Connor Cook or Paxton Lynch. Oh. How are those guys doing today?
1: <laughs> it can always be worse. It can always
2: be worse. <laughs> and you wanted Johnny Manziel. Get
1: out of here. Exactly. Exactly. Thank goodness he decided to go with the um with Zach Martin instead. Yeah, that could have been a disaster. <laughs> there was a couple of years I was worried about Jerry, but when he was building that offensive line, I'm like, okay, Jerry, I see you. I see, see you. Jerry. I see you. I see you, Jerry. You're getting a little bit better. Next one. The Braves. Do you think with this short season that they can win the World Series?
2: I'm gonna say no
1: mm-hmm. because. Our pitching continues to be
2: a problem. I just don't see where we made the adjustments on the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Young talent, but I just think the arms are going to keep us from winning this thing in a shortened season, man. It's killing.
1: Me. <laughs> it's, it's hurting your feelings. Now, King Felix, I believe, I think they signed King Felix in the offseason to a minor league deal. And Mm -hmm. as a former as a as a a Seattle Mariner fan, I'm still hoping that uh, the Felix decides to become maybe a closer or go to the bullpen, because I feel like he's like, like, kind of like smokes did if he can kind of get back in there and get himself a chance to like revitalize his career. He still can be a Hall of Famer. He still can do it. But I mean, I guess I guess we will see um, how the Braves will be able to handle it. Now, the greatest interview, sir, that you've ever had wow so for me because
2: we were able to do it in his home he invited us out wow they dominique wilkins dude like the human highlight film guys from atlanta who just like i mean he was he was our guy wow. without a doubt the human highlight film i
1: mean it I,
2: crazy I, that like dude you know how you sometimes you just scroll through your phone and right. like his number is in my phone. I would mean, be like, you know, I can that, just. You can follow, man, so that to me, that was probably like, dude, that was like that surreal moment for me. I was like, dude, I'm saying like, Dominique is like, he respects me and like, he like my partner.
1: Unbelievable. Wait, there's nothing like it, and and people can make fun of us for that. You know, that's how I feel about you know my man Leroy Butler, who I had on the show, like. No. Yeah. He know oh, yeah. he knows like like having that experience for me knowing, you know, as as a, being a fan. And I and I'm not ashamed to say it. We we're all the yeah. fans at one point. That's how we get into it. But I was what a fan that? since you know, I was a fan since I was seven years old. So for me, yeah, I smiled the whole time I was doing the interview. I was like, I didn't know how to you know, it's amazing for me. It's a it's a great moment for me. As a like, says Darrell, you've you've achieved a goal in your life, but I gained the, I gained the, I, yeah, I gained a friend in the process.
2: Right. So right, what it, I mean that's that's beautiful. It's the respect part of it too, because I don't think what people understand, we don't <laughs> we don't just get these interviews by chance. You exactly. know what I'm saying? They these guys that we actually end up in, everybody we interview, they do their research and they're just not going to go and talk to somebody if they don't feel like uh this is going to be professional this is going to exactly. push trying to do so listen to land interviews with these guys being that we're not affiliated with you know the, the 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 majors as they like to say <laughs> the major ones doing <laughs> man like i say always proud of the work you do my guy
1: Always, I pretty yeah, exactly same here, brother. Same here. All right, last two. First one, worst cereal you ever had, dude. Regular Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> why why, those, why is that still
2: on the shelf, man? You got to get that out of here. Honey nut or nothing.
1: This, I, they say it's healthy for your heart. <laughs> 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 it says healthy I know, i'm a hunting nut cheerios guy all day every day but i, I mean i could do hunting nut Cheerios. huh i picked up the
2: wrong box today terrible
1: that's great that's great all right last one on quick ones what does natasha cloud mean to you dude
2: <laughs> has to be the coolest athlete on the earth period man and she understands her platform this will make t cloud so dope she knows she has a platform mm-hmm. and instead of kind of being one of those people who like yeah you know i gonna she is dead serious about making sure that she is going to affect change not oh. only in her neighborhood around the world man and that right there makes tasha cloud super
1: dope oh and by the way she a legit baller she will do you Oh, yeah, I've seen I got like you said before early in the show, I've got to see her in action and then watching the way she handles the floor, like the way she runs the floor, the way she runs that (laughs) offense. And, you know, I mean, she may not put up big numbers all the time, but you can always count on her to come through in the clutch. And so I'm a little bit sad that she's not playing this season. Truly understand why, truly understand why, you know, and, you know, but hopefully next season when we're back to normal, uh we can i can get you some more of those uh wonderful shots uh, of our girl man my girl girl. (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all that was the maceo heard edition of quick ones and maceo like i I said i truly appreciate you coming on and before we get off of here man of course it's time to talk about leaving your legacy and and, just before we go i wanted to know did you have any special projects going on and what type of legacy do you want to leave when you're when it's all said and done in the sports journalism world, and just when you time to retire and sit back, what type of legacy you want to leave? So uh special projects,
2: I I continue to uh, advocate for student athletes. Right. My my recruiting 101 on one show is it's more for the parents, but it's also for the kids. And again, we have to make sure the parents understand because the kids take the cues from the parents. Right. So as long to educate the, the parents the kids are falling in line so that's like my passion because i think every child has the opportunity to go to school somewhere let's get it out of our mind that we got to play on tv every saturday exactly out of my mind free education is free education so i'm always going to be pushing for that as far as legacy man i just want to be remembered when when it's all said and done I want everybody to say whenever they had interaction with the crush those guys kept it real with me uh they gave they provided a platform and they didn't screw me
1: in no kind of way <laughs> exactly. ain't that wrong I, with that brother I, I <laughs> be that guy no, I don't want to be that. yeah we don't need no more of that right
2: <laughs> oh no hot takes over here
1: No No, no hot takes. (laughs) All right, everybody. Look, man, Maceo, bro, I love you, man. I truly mean that. I know we haven't had a chance to physically meet, but you can always tell when there's there's a good guy in the industry, there's a good guy overall. And like I said, I truly appreciate you coming on, man. And of course, you know, we got Igles coming on on the next episode on episode 17. Uh, But like I said, I truly uh, appreciate the crush, man, coming on and and being a part of one-on-ones. Hey,
2: listen, man. Respect what you do, D. Love what you do, man. And again, whenever I need pictures, you know I'm always inboxing you like, hey, I'm,
1: dude. Hey, I'm here for you. If I, if I got you, I'm here for you.
2: Man, they be putting them pictures in the atmosphere, baby. <laughs>
1: All right, everybody, I'm Derrell Lawrence. That's my man, Maceo Heard. This is episode 16 of One on One. And episode 17, we got the other half of the crush. Uh, we got our man, E-Glaze, Emmanuel Glaze. He will be on here with us. I'm Derrell Lawrence, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and this is One on One. One, 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 one,
0: one, 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 one 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 welcome to the 101 one, one. The truth, truth, the question, the the when it comes to ratings, man we number one we number one I get the truth then I give them the school if anybody got a question I give them the proof welcome to the 101 one when it comes to ratings, man we number one we number one I get the truth then I give them the school if anybody got a question I give them the proof welcome to on one Legacy Maker Sports Network.